This is not a military takeover. Stand by for action. Anything can happen in the next hour. Sit yourself down, strap yourself in, and you're going to be listening to Armitage on the Paranoid Squirrel Rock Show, where over the course of the next hour, you'll be exposed to music that you should hear on the radio, but don't.
that, of course, was the helicopters and hopeless case of a kid in denial recorded live in Cologne a few weeks ago, even in all Armitage here. On one of the Facebook pages that I belong to, Dragon gets a constant bashing for not sounding exactly like strings on the uh, post-paying to Jews material. I mean, come on. That's like giving Ronnie Wood a hard time for not being Brian Jones in a reverse kind of way, but not. Of course, he's not going to sound like Strings. It's just his take on it. To be honest, I did hope that at some point Strings would rejoin the helicopters in a three-guitar assault lineup. Obviously, that isn't going to happen. Uh, let's just be grateful that the copters are still playing live. Right, on to compilation time. And Johnny Kidd and the Pirates quivers down the backbone that features 33 tracks for us to enjoy, has just been released. 23 at studio, with the remaining 10 live. Now, obviously, the band are famed for shaking all over, and please don't touch, but even though subsequent singles didn't really bother the charts, musically, the band became hugely influential to proto-punk and pub rockers of the 1970s. Dr. Feelgood took their name from the uh, Johnny Kidd and the Pirates version of the American blues pianist and uh, singer Willie Perryman's song of the same name. Uh, there was the B-side too, Always and Forever, 7-inch. Sadly, Johnny was killed in a car accident in October 1966, but the kidless Pirates of Mick Green, Johnny Spence and Frank Farley reformed in 1976, playing at the Front Row Festival, a three-week event at the Open Anchor, uh, in late November and early December 77, alongside the uh, likes of uh, Wilco Johnson, the only ones, the Saints, the Stranglers, X-Ray Specs and XTC, proving that not only bands, but fans also embraced and accepted them. <laughs>
rewind, I better rewind a couple of weeks to when I popped up to the Bird's Nest in Deptford to see Porcelain Hill, who I've been hearing great and good things about the Californian threesome from several of my North London friends. Hi, Ian. Who uh, saw him at the Amsterdam Arms about, oh, about a month ago now? Uh, for them to travel south of the river for a gig must mean the band in question were somewhat special. So I decided I was deliberately not going to seek out any of their material or what the interwebs had to say about them. I was going to go in blind, wanting to be impressed. Something that I shared with their guitarist and vocalist, Darnell Big D. Cole, who was at the bar when I arrived, who I believe to reply something along the lines of uh, no pressure then. The place was packed. So much so that from my unvantage point, I could only hear them uh, and see the top of Big D and bassist Little Jack the Kids' heads. Now, that was until D walked around the whole of the inside of the pub coming up behind me. Gave me a bit of a surprise. Uh, the band nod a fair bit towards the Jimi Hendrix experience with Glenn Hughes' style of soul and funk. This was uh, much more pronounced when I caught up with them down at the Bourne Music Club in Sittingbourne a few days later where the band were able to play two one-hour sets uh, and where my view was uh, of them was uh, completely uninterrupted. I'll tell you, D pulls some great guitar faces, like a man whose finger has just gone through the toilet paper he was using to wipe his arse with. On that visual note, this is Porcelain Hill and Rabbit Hole from their See It Now album. <laughs>
I guess, as we're in live mode, uh, I better crack on with what bands have dragged me from out in front of the idiot box over the last seven days. Saturday saw me up at the 100 Club for the UK subs. Support came from Janice Stark, or as Charlie Harper renamed them, Janet Stark. Now, back in the 90s, we had Brit Rock. Or was that just coined recently for the Wild Hearts Television and Reef? Brit Rock must be destroyed too. Anyway... As well as the aforementioned bands, there were the likes of uh, other high-profilers, uh, Neil Mighty and Free Colours Red. Of course, there are always going to be bands that on paper should have made it, but didn't. Janice Stark falls into this category, formed by former English Dolls guitarist Giz Butts and Damned Bound drummer Pinch, along with bassist Shop. Their debut album, Great Adventure Cigar, received praise from Foo Fighters, with uh, Detonant Hosen taking the band on tour in 2000. Two years later... It was all over with the band calling it a day. Unbeknownst to me, Giz reformed the band last year with Richard Gombolt of uh, 90s pop-punk trio Midget, along with Fozzie Dixon and Simon Martin. Uh, the first I had an inkling about this was when I saw the band build as part of this year's Camden Rocks Festival. So it was uh, a pleasant surprise to see them opening for the subs, even if their appearance seemed to be greeted with a certain amount of uh, indifference with uh, Giz's... Uh, between songs band are going largely um, unappreciated. Fortunately, the band's dogged persistence paid off as their set progress it also helps they have the songs to carry it off. Catch them at the Dublin Castle, 4pm on June the 2nd. From their soon-to-be-released comeback album, this is Shuffling the Pack. <laughs>
Sort of subs at the one other club. Like Saturday, they played the whole of their debut album, Another Kind of Blues. In the three months since, it's improved no end, and that doesn't mean to say that it was rubbish, far from it. Uh, but with Charlie the only one from the 79 lineup, it probably didn't come as natural to Alvin, Jamie, and Stephen this time around. And I say this most sincerely, with no disrespect to former members, not only are the songs nailed, but are driven home. With Stephen outdoing Nicky Garrett. Normally a classic lineup of a band is the original lineup, with some notable exceptions. Of course, hardly ever, if at all, is the one still doing the rounds at 40 years plus with only one original member deemed classic, unless you're talking about the UK subs. As I played last week, the final track from the band's final studio album of original material, I'm going to play you the first track from the UK subs' first album.
Don't forget Alvin along with Jamie Oliver and Lee Hegarty as the disobedient servants are out and about during the first two weeks of next month. I hope we'll uh, get to hear some of the material Alvin played on uh, with other bands, you know, apart from the subs like uh, Cheap and Nasty and Iggy Pop. Tuesday, it was the turn of the Islington Academy 2 for Bullets and Octane. I missed the last twice that the band rolled into town. That was uh, the Black Heart and I think... Uh, the electric ballroom in support capacity. So a special point was made that there wasn't going to be a mist next time. Uh, an additional incentive was that social media friend The Duck, a.k.a. Kaiser, from Finland, would also be in town for said gig, having already seen them earlier in the week in other parts of the country. A squirrel, a duck and creepy, locally known as Glenn, all in the same place at the same time was something to be witnessed. Uh, yeah, so much so that we got to the venue so late that we missed both support acts. Waiting outside was the band with Kaiser making the formal introductions. Vocalist Gene is a piss-taking bastard and I fell in love with him as he embraced me like a long-lost friend before saying, nice suit jacket, but you better get inside as we're on in a few minutes. Once in, he came up behind me and in mock surprise said, man, you made it, like I hadn't seen him for years before, ending with, I better go now, I'm due on stage, catch you later. Mind you, I think he spent more of the time off stage, dancing with the audience than on it, letting seemingly random people take the microphone whilst he looked on at his band with pride. Waking Up Dead, the band's latest album hasn't strayed too far from my various music players since its release with a nice selection played live. We were also treated to a new song from the band's next album that is due out next year. 2020 can't come soon enough. On the way out, uh, I thank bassist Zachary, who said, uh, hey, nice pinstripe jacket, with Gene breaking off his conversation with someone else to remark, man, we've already done that. Did I say I love this band? From Waking Up Dead, this is Bad Motherfucker.
you want a fun, entertaining night out, you can still catch Bullet and Octane in Manchester tomorrow. Uh, that was the 25th of May. Future and non-rock Radio UK listeners. Uh, the Call of the Wild Festival in Lincolnshire on the 26th. Birmingham 28th. Edinburgh 29th. Newcastle 30th. Bournemouth 31st. And Norwich on June the 4th. Now, I've been coming across, well, actually, swamped is probably a better word, live recordings billed as American radio broadcasts from the likes of Todd Rundgren, uh, Steve Miller Band, The Doors, Fleetwood Mac, Leonard Skinner. I just assumed that it was the US equivalent to, like, the BBC's in concert show, Sans, you know, John Peel. Uh, that was until the alarm bell started ringing as I saw two, courtesy of Sid Vicious. I mean, come on. Do you really think FM US Radio in 1978 would record and subject its listeners to a fucked up English punk rocker? Of course not. Once again, the source recordings of these being the combination of Sid's three-day stint at Max's Kansas City at the end of September 1978, featuring Steve Dwyer on guitar with Jerry Noland on drums and Arthur Kane on bass, screaming bootleg. Uh, I think uh, this actually might be be the idols featuring Sid Vicious album of the same name, just repackaged anyway, this is Search and Destroy
listening to Rock Radio UK, home of the best in rock. Turn it up. After Sid, I played, and you heard Banana Rama's cover of the Pistols' No Feelings. That up until Monday, thanks to Austin Rocket of the Hit Priest, I never knew existed. Obviously, I knew of the Banana Rama, but only in the magazine's self-fulfilling capacity when I was between significant others in the early 80s. Moving swiftly along, and the much maligned Live at the 100 Club album from Professor and the Madman has finally managed to achieve a physical release. The first delay was ensuring that uh, publishing for the cover of Eddie and the Hot Rods Quit This Town that featured songwriter and Hot Rods guitarist Graham Douglas was all in order. Then it turns out the rights for the original album cover artwork were only for proofing purposes. And lastly, Pledge ran off with all the money. At least it was well worth the wait.
13 years, us Johnny Moped fans had to wait between their 1978 debut psychedelic album and its follow-up, The Search for Xerxes, and then another further 25 years until the band's next album, It's a Real Cool Baby, hit the real and virtual record shops in 2016. Splitting the difference, the Mopeds weren't expected to be releasing anything new until at least 2038. Obviously, as you know, this isn't the case, as today the 14-track Lurigate Your Mind album has just hit the real and virtual record shops. Unlike its predecessor, all the songs on offer are new. None are from back-in-the-day demos that have been re-recorded, apart from the B-sides to Catatonic and Living in a Dream World, which were uh, Hard Loving Men and Save the Baby Seals, respectively. Having said that... Uh, with the subject matter of where Shergar rather on the old side, maybe the seeds to some of the songs had been sown earlier in Johnny's illustrious career. It has been known from past bootleg tapes that Johnny's colleagues will on the sly record him in conversation and then put his missive to music. That uh, seems to have what's happened with uh, the little shop. Johnny is either reading a shopping or price list from his local convenience store, Beers, Two for five quid, all accompanied by piano. The ultimate music for a ride in a lift that is never going to stop at your floor. It's hard for me to pick standout track because they all have something to offer. A push maybe devoid of emotion. Or this one that lists all the pre-moped band names. Black Witch Climax Blues Band Generic Breakdown. What? No mention of a sort of buggery? I hear you cry. <laughs>
paper and five hours of superstars and whatever. All these names that Dave Burke dreamed up. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, and Xerxes, Xerxes the second singing Probably here that track features guitaring skills of original moped founding member Captain Sensible. A band that I, like you, have probably been waiting nearly as long as the mopeds to release an album is Deptford's Finest, The Phobics. Yeah, all right, all right. So Deptford Calling album came out in, uh, what, 2011? But eight years is eight years, and that's a long time by anyone's standard, you know, unless you're a moped fan. Uh, there has been no official release date yet. Or what the album indeed is going to be called. I'm actually pretty gutted as the Phobics played the whole of the new album at the Bird's Nest last night. Sadly, I could not attend as I needed to vote at the squirrel in front of the show and squirrel associate aren't right, pop round. I did try and get them to go in my stead, but the squirrel's under the weather at the moment. Then one of Mrs A's friends popped round with an early birthday bottle of wine, which, uh, you know, sent me over the limit. You win some, and then you lose some. On the win side, Tom from The Phobics sent me another new track that I believe is either called Get Your Act Together or Get Out Of My Life, or a combination of them both. Another 
let's end things with something new from the Ruby News, who you may recall popularised, I think we're alone now, long before Tiffany did. And Rock and Roll is Dead, that the helicopters named their penultimate album after, only playing said track live. Do you remember? Do you? Until next week, take it easy. <laughs>